This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right, fresh off another run of the Minnesota State Fair back in the Garage Logic Podcast Studios. It is time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm great. We were actually just chatting about that uh, State Fair uh, and how it was a little bit different this year, not as populated. I think everybody kind of knows that, but still it was fun. And I actually enjoyed the smaller crowds and I had a blast, but it's, it's always good to get back home to where you're more comfortable doing things. The vibe on the first day of the fair that I went and did the show was weird because not many people were there. Correct. Then I went the next Thursday. Then I went on Saturday. Oh, you went over felt, the weekend. Yes. Wow. It felt full force and effort. Um, you know that slingshot ride where they shoot yes. people up in the air? My daughter wanted to do that. Oh, dear she's God. She's running around the fair with her friends, so I had to kind of be at the fair because she was with, there with her friends, and she's young, right? Yep. And I get there, and I said, the line's like a two-hour line. And of course, uh, there's no way I'm standing in a two-hour line, no. right? I, I'm not no. waiting two hours. No. And she's like, it won't be that bad. Her and her friends stood in line for like an hour and 30 minutes, then finally chickened out and got bored and popped out the You're line. You're like, kidding me. Oh, what a colossal waste of time. And I said, well, you guys didn't buy tickets yet. And they said, well, we're going to stand in line first to see. Kind of catch the vibe. Yeah, they were like trying to figure it out. But but I do have a quick correction, and I know this is a fact-based show. Correct? Oh, yes, yes, All we are. All GL properties are fact-based. It's a fact-based network. It is. And you and I had talked deeply about Hugh Grant's prostitute that he picked up in 1995. Remember that? Vaguely. And I kept calling her Desire Brown, and her name is Divine Brown. Oh, boy. So I really, really wanted. So uh, it's Estella Marie Thompson is her real name, or Divine Brown, 1995. Hugh Grant. I just wanted to make that clear that I didn't. I didn't screw that up. I didn't want to have her listen and have her say, "That's not my name. My name's not Desire. It's Divine Brown." See, and anytime Hugh Grant's name is mentioned, the only thing that comes to my mind is the girlfriend, Austin Powers. Yeah, Elizabeth Hurley. Thank you. That's yeah. the only thing I think about. Do like, you ever think about that he just cheated on her with with a Miss Divine Brown? Well, actually, that was her name because her real name is Estella Marie Thompson. Sure, that was her. Stage name or her professional her name. professional name. There you go. <laughs> well, so uh, that correction has been corrected. Thank, Thank you, goodness, uh, scramble listeners, for letting us know. Uh, and yeah, now thanks a lot. Now I'm thinking of Elizabeth Hurley, Mike. Now you're really <laughs> getting me distracted. You want to scramble, don't you? you I do want to do. scramble. So yeah. uh, a couple of things before we get to our featured guest this week in an event that you and I are taking part in uh, this Saturday up at Bent Bruce Distillery with our friend Bartley Bloom. So uh, a couple of stories that I wanted to, to touch on here. Uh, one beer related, one not beer related, but it really uh, it struck a chord with me because it was one of the coolest stories I've seen in weeks. So I do want to get to that here before we bring Bartley into the mix. But have you seen the news out of a brewery, Michael, from the I believe they're from Maryland? Yes, Maryland, Maryland-based Flying Dog Brewery is in hot water. Oh no! Have you ever heard of these guys? Because I had Dog not. Sounds familiar. I think they had a weird beer that you and I talked about over the last, you know, during oh, the beer show. Oh, maybe that's what yeah. it was. Okay, so they're in hot water. The regulatory agency governing alcohol sales in North Carolina has snubbed an out-of-state brewery's request to sell bottles of seasonal beer with a label depicting a naked cartoon, calling it inappropriate. Hmm. I'd fire the foghorn, but it's not at my disposal at the moment. Now the brewery, a vocal opponent of censorship after winning similar cases in Colorado, Michigan, is suing. Maryland-based Flying Dog Brewery accused the ABC Commission of infringing on its constitutional right 
to free speech in a federal lawsuit filed last month. The brewery is slated to appear before a judge on a motion for a preliminary injunction which would allow Flying Dog to sell the beer with its chosen label while the case winds its way through a court. There is a so I, I don't know if you can see that from here. I pulled one up. Is it? It's not the a freezing seasonal air. That's the exact one I'm talking it's, it's about. It's a naked guy, but sideways. But nothing is visible. No, it's it's like a guy who is standing next to a fire pit, and he has like it's like something blew up in his face, and it's not like an attractive guy. It's like a stick figure guy. So here's what I. When I see stories like this, I always try to think from both sides. Sure, okay, publicity, but, right? But all I'm thinking of in this, it, it, you're nailing my point. Yeah. They're getting more pub out of this snafu than they would have otherwise without them you know, issuing lawsuits and 100%, whatnot. 100%. But I'm, right? I'm, I'm looking at it from the regulatory agency and seeing this basically harmless picture of a cartoon guy standing in front of a fire outside, and I'm thinking... Who are you trying to protect I mean, here? You don't see anything in the picture. It's a it's a side view of a skinny naked guy, a cartoonish naked guy. There's nothing to protect there. Because right? number one, people that are going to be able to see this are going to be in liquor stores, yeah. and all those people are over the age of twenty one. I wouldn't. My kid could look at that. There's nothing to. My kid would never notice that there was anything weird about it. It reminded yours. me of a Looney Tunes cartoon when Wiley e. Coyote gets something blown up in his yep. face and then he has to go back to square one and start all over again. One hundred percent. That's all that this looks like. Yeah, that is really really weird. Well, good for them for knowing that. You know, when someone says you can't do it, for them to say want to bet and and because now you know a show of our caliber is talking about. The Flying Dog Brewery, yeah, right, and, yes. and and giving them some free press. Congratulations! They should send in a little do- couple dollars for this, or just a six pack. There you go. Why one, not? one of those well, two? And then you and I will. It's seven point four percent alcohol, so maybe just one. We'll split that we'll six split pack. We'll split the one. There you go. So the other thing I wanted to get into because you, you are a guy that's very in tune with technology and apps and all sorts of things. So I'm going to need your help with this one okay. if you have any knowledge because sure. it's an area that sports has started to dip their toe into that confuses the living hell out of me. All right? Mm-hmm. Bear with me. Uh, his name is Nakasi Perry. He is a quarterback for FAU. I believe that's F- Florida Atlantic University. Okay. He's a graduate student and spent his first four years with Miami. Okay, so the quarterback has signed what is believed to be the first ever NIL deal, which is name, image, likeness. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing that just became legal this year in college football. So fantastic. Sorry, excuse me, college sports. So he signed the first ever NIL deal with a beer liquor organization for a college athlete in, agree- in an agreement with Islamorda Beer Company, they announced yesterday. Isla Morada. Is, Isla Morada. Isla Morada. Never even heard of this company. I think company. that's got to be a Spanish thing, right? Must be. Must be. So we're happy to announce the first ever alcohol company to endorse an NCAA athlete. Perry is a graduate student. Okay, we don't care about any of that. But do you remember the controversy that surfaced a couple of years ago when the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher football team announced that they were finally going to sell beer. Yeah, in the general population, right? Yeah, they were going to sell oh. beer at what was TCF Bank Stadium, which is sure. now Huntington Bank Stadium, and people went berserk. Yeah. Remember I, that? Yeah, and I they do. were also, I believe, the first team to ever announce they were going to sell beer, spent the season selling beer, then announced they lost money selling beer, <laughs> which was never heard of before. Well, and, and if I remember, you if you were in the suites, you could drink but if you were outside of the yes. season, and that's yes. what people were getting all mad about, like, oh, they can drink right there. Why can't we drink 
one seat down right. from the, the from the glass kingdom up in uh, yeah, and then they lost money. Well, this I'm looking at a quick picture of this player, right? Mm-hmm. And this Isla Morada beer company looks like I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like it's on Isla Morharis Island or something. I'm making that up, but it is a very small. I mean, he can't be getting anything, or he's from this town. Like, it can't be much for There's got to be some type he's of not, personal connection. It's not connection. a Miller Lite thing where he's getting $2 million bucks. But that's where I'm going. Okay. Because now that this has been approved, or I, I don't even know if the NCAA can act as a governing body in this particular situation it, right? because yeah. you made this legal. So could you then, and, and he's 23 years old. It's not like he's an 18-year-old. Sure. He's 23. He's a, grad stu- uh, a graduate player, graduate student player on this team. So you're wondering, all right, is this now opening up the floodgates? Because I believe it was the Alabama quarterback that signed a multi-million dollar NIL deal. Because obviously, if you're the quarterback at Alabama, you're probably going to be one of the most recognizable faces in all of college sport. So I don't know. I don't, what do you feel about that? I mean, I mean, do you think this is a good thing? Do no, you think it's a bad thing? I, I, I'm basically neutral on it. I I get the side of the student athlete where, well, the school is making multiple millions and millions of dollars off uh, uh, college players that that aren't paid any money. Granted, I know they they get the free scholarship. I get that that has value. I'm not not questioning that whatsoever. But I get that side of it. But I think we are opening up an entire can of worms that's going to lead us down a hole that we wish we could climb back out of. Mike, you wait. Uh, the NFL has made no mistake this year that they are now in bed with legalized sports sure. betting. You thought seeing a DraftKings commercial during a Vikings yeah, game, wait. It, it's yeah. going to be, you you're, you haven't seen anything The stats yet. are going to be scrolling across the bottom of every game. And no I've noticed that because I, I will on occasion have ESPN on. Sure. And so there's the regular ESPN, there's ESPN2, there's ESPN News. Mm-hmm. And ESPN News has basically just become the ESPN betting channel. That's right. So if they have a game on on that channel, like, for instance, last Saturday, there was a ton of college football games. And so I was scrolling through, and I noticed that, and that's all that was visible on the screen were just betting lines. and I mean, they're just buying every commercial spot, right? DraftKings is buying every commercial spot. What do you think of Paige Buechner? Buecher, Bu- oh, uh, yeah. uh, UConn basketball UConn. player from Hopkins. I mean, she's going to be potentially. She's going to be very rich off of her ability. Yes. I mean, just the off of her six hundred eighty-five thousand followers. Yes. Right. That's they. They think she's already making five hundred fifty thousand per year on that alone. Again, right? I'm going to go back to it. I I, I get it. I I, I, I just think we're we're going be, down a slippery slope here. So let, let me let me take this to a different thing. She's built her follower base, her social media f- follower base. Yep. It would be really tough to not let her make something from that, right? So even sure. before she went to Yukon, she still had a colossal amount of people following her. That's like her opening up a very, very successful lemonade stand when she was a kid. It really doesn't have anything to do with Yukon at that point because she had it be- well before Yukon. So she, can, she could argue, hey, I had this social media business well before that I was making a bunch of money on. But being at Yukon has enhanced... I mean, oh, she's oh, yeah. basically become the oh, yeah. face of women's college basketball. Yeah, and is going to is going to become. She's maybe going to make more money playing at UConn <laughs> than she would playing professional basketball for later sure. in her career. Oh, for sure, yeah, a lot more potentially. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, she's going to be able to play overseas, which a lot of WNBA players do when they're not having their regular season because they make more money overseas. 
than they do playing for the WNBA. I'm excited to see when these players start walking into school and they have like the NASCAR jackets that have like 25 <laughs> different patches on them. You know, the Garage Logic Podcast Network right. sponsors Paige Buecher. All right. So the story that I really wanted to get to, uh, we touched on it earlier today in Garage Logic uh, because I, I'm the one that gave it to the mayor. But uh, I don't know if you saw this story, Mike, because I did post it to the Garage Logic social media accounts. Okay. Not yet. But. You know how we're in that mode sometimes of it's just nonstop bad news and is there any hope? You I know, have no I, idea what you're talking. I about. know because <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that's usually in that in in that mode from time to time, just given the topics that um, we touch on in Garage Logic. But this story is so great. Charles Everett Yorn was 89 years old. He resided in the city of Batesville, Indiana, and he passed away on August 29th of 2021. He served in the U.S. Army before working for a medical technology company. Well, here's the best part of this story. Mm-hmm. They're having his ceremony in this what looks like a very quaint uh, rural city sure. uh, of Batesville, Indiana. Two young boys were riding their bikes down the street when they saw his funeral. According to onlookers, one of them taking a picture of these two boys, they put their bikes down, stood silently at attention, and put their hands behind their back as they uh, basically... Greeted. I thought sure. this is Americana to yeah. a T. That, well, you'd hope that would be Americana, right? I mean, you'd hope that this could happen in today's world. Yep. You know, you, you, um, unbelievable. Wouldn't that be just sweet and just fulfilling and make you want to go live in a small town? You know, since we are so tied to the jail podcast, I was listening to your podcast the other day when you guys were talking about is it Kensington, Philadelphia or Kensington, Philadelphia? Yes. Am I making that up? Yeah, no, you're not. Where we were talking about driving the videos that people were taking of this town. Mm -hmm. And so you have that video, these two little kids stopping, paying respect to a person who passed away and putting their hands behind their back. I watched this video of this town in Philadelphia. I think it's called Kensington or Kensington, where it looks like the night of the living dead. (laughs) It is so sad, Reverse. People just... Out of their minds, I know, I know. drugged out, walking like a guy ripping a needle out of another guy's arm so he can take the drug for himself. It's like, what is going on in America? What is going on? So after I saw that video, I had this thing where I thought, I guess I, I could live like way outside of town, right? I could live like in right. Chanhassen or but something. It, and you know, any city is going to have their problems. I, sure. I get all of that, but it, it does just... Because I've always, you know, I'm I'm from a smaller-ish town. That, yeah. You know, I grew up yep. uh, in the country. In Faribault, right? But uh, but it is it is moments like that that just kind of give you a pause and go, all right. I think I think we're gonna be. I think okay we're gonna here. be okay. I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. Here. The only problem is there's two of those little kids that do that, and there's you know 18 million people <laughs> cranked out on some random drug walking the streets. Well, thank you for that, Mike. I yeah, appreciate well, I, that. I didn't mean to make you feel no, bad. No, no, no. I'm it, kidding. It, it is. Uh, we are in a very uncharted territory today. Yes. In in this world. Oh no because question. Because things just seem to go in the weird way. Yep. You know, it's like when they they were talking about uh, murders in Chicago, and it was like 76 people got shot in Chicago over the weekend. That seems like an alarmingly large amount. Like that's just, I you know I I'm I'm not quaint enough to think that zero people are going to be shot. Right. But seventy six seems like well that's just that's, like seventy too many. Right. <laughs> you know I mean it's a big town. I get that there's going to be somebody's going to do something. But boy is it getting a, a wild out there. All right. So before we pause and uh, go call our buddy Bartley Broom of Bent Brew Stillery up there in Roseville, I want to take him. Bartley Broom. What did I say? Bartley Bloom. Bart- I, Bartley Bloom. <laughs> I was like Bar- Bartley Broom. That's what we're going to call him. No. He's sweeping up savings at Bent Brew Stillery. <laughs> Mr. Pun over here to my right. Uh, but first I want to mention. 
mention our friends down at Harmony, Minnesota. Harmony Spirits, the official handcrafted spirits of Garage Logic and the Weekly Scramble. If you're unfamiliar, you're going to need to take these guys in. It's going to be another couple of nice weeks. If you're in the area, they're very close to the Iowa border. So if you're down in that area, uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous tasting room, by the way. Uh, so sit out there, free parking, of course. But uh, ultimately, what we'd like you to do, go into your local liquor store and uh, ask for the Harmony brand by name. That is how we are going to continue to help grow our friends at Harmony Spirits. It's fantastic handcrafted spirits made in Harmony, Minnesota. I am a huge fan of their bourbon. But they also have some specialized cocktails, too, that are available at the tasting room. So please step in there. Let them know that Reavers sent you in and continue to go in the local liquor store and ask for the Harmony brand by name. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Scramble. Uh, my name is Chris Reavers, alongside of Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Now we welcome in a dear old friend back to the show. His name is Bartley Bloom, not Broom, as I had said earlier. Mike corrected me on that. From Bent Brew Stillery up in Roseville is back with us once again. How are you, good sir? I'm doing great. I hear we're getting the band back together again. It's going to be fun. So for people that are unfamiliar with what's going to take place this Saturday at your gorgeous tap room, uh, what can they expect, sir? Yeah, this is the um, being the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We're doing a big fundraiser for the, for the uh, first responders. And uh, Fratelloni Ace Hardware is one of our gracious sponsors, as well as Weber Grills. And we're doing a giant barbecue cook-off with... The People's Choice Ribs, which means you can come in and eat all-you-can-eat ribs for a buck a bone. We're doing beer can chicken on a Weber Kettle Grill. And we're doing tri-tip for official, and I use the word official very loosely, uh, <laughs> official judging, um, because we will have some celebrity guest judges, of which yourselves being one. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a great time for uh, eating and barbecuing. And we <laughs> we actually have a uh, giant smoker on which we're going to roast we're going to smoke a uh, giant 150 pound whole hog as well as two six foot alligators wow that will be exciting uh, barley what time should everybody show up you know well uh, fun's really starting around noon is when the bar opens people get their, their cocktails and stuff like that the people's choice ribs starts at 1 30 so if you want to get here and just kind of mingle with some of these barbecutioners, you know, you can, uh, you know, ask them questions and pick their brain on stuff and maybe get a nibble here and there. Um, and then the uh, People's Choice judging starts at 4.30, so you can come get your bones at 4.30. We'll be doing a uh, live auction as well, probably 4-ish, and then the service for the hog and gator will start around 5. So when you say bar, you actually mean both beer and bar, right? Absolutely. We are. Uh, we found a little loophole that allows us to serve cocktails, and uh, that's one of the fun things that we've been able to do over the last several months is we're basically bottling cocktails for people to come by and, and purchase those and drink here on premises. So we'll give you, a, you know, for free, we'll give you a glass of ice and a garnish. It's a it's a really good. Have you seen that reverse? I have I haven't. Well, the last time I was there, unfortunately, was last year for this event. That's the yeah. last time I've been able to make it up. To it's Bent a really really smart way Bartley did it. So it's like the drink is kind of pre prepared in a little bottle, and he just sells you the bottle, and then you just happen to open it up, and you happen to pour it into the glass with ice that's all set with garnish. <laughs> it's a really really smart way to do it. 
Yep, yeah, we found the, you know, quote-unquote loophole. Um, that's uh, the fun thing about uh, this industry is that the, the rules are there, but there also are a lot of little ways to be creative, you know, and working along with, you know, the, the state inspectors and all that. They're, they're happy to help us, you know, find the... Yeah, you're not breaking any rules. You're, you're doing it right. No. Absolutely. This is all in accordance with state law, Sure, you know, and actually with their blessing and and all that sort of stuff. We had to get the license from them. Mm -hmm. So it is. It's all good, but it is, uh, you know, dancing on the line, which we love to do here. (laughs) So let me ask you uh, about the event in general. Is this a ticketed event or people did people need to pre-order their tickets for this particular event? Can they show up the day of? How does that work, Bartley? Yeah, no, uh, no reservations necessary. It is the first come, first serve. You just show up basically we're not uh there's no ticket to get in you basically just pay for whatever it is you consume so you consume a beer you pay for the beer you have a rib you pay nice. for the rib nice. um we'll also have again same thing for the hog that'll be for sale as well as um a bunch of sides you know like butter corn and you know all sorts of fun stuff like that that you would normally get in a, a good barbecue what are you, you you killing flies there in the background or what are you doing <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, what's, is he hitting somebody with a stick? Bartley, tell everybody where you are because you don't just drive by Bent Brewstillery, but once you know where it is, there's some huge advantages to where you're located, one of them being a massive, massive parking lot. Absolutely. We've got a really big parking lot, which um, gives people plenty of places to park. And even if our lot is full because we have this barbecue competition, there's going to be spaces around. But we're at 1744 Terrace Drive in Roseville. It's right over there in an industrial park behind the Byerleys and the Grumpies and all that over there, kind of by the corner of uh, of C2 and um, Snelling. Yeah, if you just so kept going on that road behind Grumpies, you'd eventually get to it. You'd see the signs. Exactly. And, you know, they got those, those smartphones and all that that'll give you a blow-by-blow nice. directions right over here. So, Bartley, uh, to the to the industry in general, Mike and I had kind of pined on this uh, last week, or maybe it was the week before, but obviously the last couple of years have been less than ideal, uh, to, to, to be frank. what uh, Are we rebounding a bit? I mean, are, are, are places going to still remaining healthy? T- tell us about the industry in general um, these last couple of years. You know, for us, things have been awesome. Um, we have uh, steadily grown even during this uh, quote-unquote downtime um, or downturn. Uh, I, I think I, I feel just completely blessed that we have such great bands um, and, and such a great support community. People come here regardless, you know, and we still have people coming in with masks as well. So if that's your comfort level, absolutely, by all means. You know, it's not mandated, but you can do what makes you feel comfortable. Um, our numbers are great. Um, State Fair was great for us as well. We had three different locations that were selling our beer. And, you know, I mean, we're really, we're seeing this bounce back. And most of it is because of the uh, the loyal support from uh, from the community and from our, our, um, our fans and the beer drinking community in general. Have you made any other beers Anywhere near as popular as your Nordic Blonde? <laughs> Whatever our latest beer is, is always super popular because it's usually a limited run. Sure. Um, we've got a beer out there right now called a Glitch in the Matrix, and that is a double dry hop, double hazy, double IPA. Oh, my. Triple double. <laughs> triple double. Um, nice. A triple double. 
Um, we have OPP, which is a hazy fruited sour. It's orange, passion fruit, and papaya, and it tastes just like breakfast in Brazil. Mm. And we've got our new state fair beers that are now on tap, and we're going to look at getting those into package and onto shelves as well. We've got a, uh, a West Coast IPA called uh, I Am Jack's Complete Lack of Surprise. <laughs> 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 so, you know, we just like to have fun with those sorts of names. And we've got a, another beer that tastes like a, a Bee's Knees cocktail, which was up at the hideaway at the state fair. Super popular. Everybody loved that one. And then uh, Celebration, which is the state fair beer that was at Mancini's Al Fresco. Mm-hmm. It is a, uh, it's a beer with Italian Sangiovese grapes. Oh, nice. Will I be able to get that at Mancini's, do you think? A lot of people did, absolutely. It was their number one seller. What about at the restaurant? Will I be able to get it later on? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. I'm looking uh, forward we're, to we'll be sending kegs over there later this week. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, quick- we'll be all set, and it'll be great. Quick question then as it pertains to uh, production, because, you know, one of the common themes, regardless of what line of work you're in right now, it doesn't matter if you're running a chain of hardware stores or if you're bottling beer or, excuse me, canning beer, um, inventory has been an issue, whether you're trying to build a new car because, you know, car manufacturing has been stalled because they just simply can't get chips, you know, to, to get for all these electronics. Are you guys running into that at all? Is, is production been an issue as it relates to, to, to beer production? Absolutely. Beer and liquor production, both. Um, I can't find the bottles that I need for my, uh, for my, uh, my, my spirits to, mm-hmm. to put into my spirits into to get them into uh, people's hands here. Um, there's been lots of shortages of the materials for labels. Uh, wow. I mean, just shipping things in general. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no drivers out there to, to get things from one place to another. At least that's what we're being told. Sure. You know, oh, your order would be there if it weren't for the fact that we don't have any drivers. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is lots and lots of unexpected effects, you know, from uh, from all of the, the low unemployment. And, uh, you know, personally, again, we just feel like we're blessed in the fact that every single one of our employees has stuck with us through the layoffs, through the shutdowns, through everything. Everybody, single to a single person, has all come back. Wow, that's amazing. You you know we we yeah. keep uh, glancing over the fact that you're not just a brewery, you're a brewstillery, and you're one of the only brewstilleries in the United States. What do you do differently? Uh, what we do differently is everything. <laughs> well, I mean, you 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 have spirits. Unlike going to a different tap room, you actually make spirits. Absolutely. We make the spirits from scratch and we make the cocktails from scratch, you know, and that's been one of the biggest things that's a differentiator for us because that uh, we're the, the twofer. I mean, you can even call us the prefer. We have ciders, we have seltzers, we have beer that doesn't taste like beer, we have flavored meads. So if you like wine, you, we've got you covered as well as the people who like beer and as well as the people who like cocktails, as well as the people who like to drink their liquor straight on the rocks and all that sort of stuff. So pretty much whatever you can get or whatever you want, we've got a version of it that uh, should make you happy. So being a, a threeper, you know, that's something that uh, you don't always find. And not something you get every day, that's for sure. Industry. Yeah, it's usually one or the other, you know, and we're, we don't like to, dis- you know, to discriminate we <laughs> we enjoy 
all of them ourselves. So we like to allow people to come here and enjoy all of them as well, too. You know, it's, it's uh, equal opportunity. Well, Bartley, it's so great to catch up with you. We cannot wait to see you this Saturday. Continued success with everything that you're doing up there at Ben Brustillery in Roseville. And I can't wait to see your beautiful face this weekend. Thanks, my friend. Feelings mutual. We'll see you soon. All right, there he goes. Bartley Bloom from Bent Brewstillery up in Roseville. Uh, for people that don't know the history between Bartley and Mike and myself, so Bartley was one of our first true regular weekly guests mm-hmm. on the show outside of our friends from Elevated yep. that would come on every week. And um, Bartley has a really cool background where he was basically paid by the government to blow stuff up <laughs> to test metal strength for NASA. It was the yep. division of NASA. Yeah. And uh, and he left that because he was just passionate about doing this. I think he's passionate about everything he gets into. That's a very right? good point. Like this yeah. this event, um, you know, uh, what we didn't talk about is the ma- vast majority of this event is going to be outside, right? Yes. Where we'll be walking outside. You're not going to be in a tight space. That's a great it's a point. huge, big space. It's very safe. Yep. There's going to be a ton of people there. What I liked from last year, and I didn't know that he's going to keep the prices the same, is you pay five bucks, but then you get, or you pay any amount of money, but you get one rib per ticket. And boy, you know, you spend 20 bucks, you have 20 ribs. That's a lot of ribs. That's a lot of ribs. That's a lot, a lot of ribs. <laughs> but you get to taste every single competitor's ribs that way. And it's a really, really cool way to to see what people can create with ribs out there. And I will say this, because I was a judge for this event last year, and it's it's not like you're eating food that I made. <laughs> I mean, these guys are good. Yeah. These guys are really, yeah, really good at what they do. And huge the, and, prize money for this, And the, the smells alone, walking yeah. around that entire parking lot, it's... Then it makes you go, well, why can't I do that? Why yeah. can't I go to Fratelloni's and get a smoker and just start making food like this? You absolutely can, but you want to, you know, these guys It'll probably spend time. four days, you know, <laughs> doing this and they've been rubbing their uh, ribs for like, well, I've been rubbing the ribs for eight days straight. It's like, well, that's crazy. But, you know, again, big prize money for these guys. That's so true. it's well, yep. worth, well worth them trying to win this. It's and, a big deal. And what I also like too is how. You watch the uh, what, what do you what do you call a guy that smokes meat a meat smoker meat, like what do you, meat smoker what yeah, do you call him I mean is, yeah. or is there an official designation uh, you know, a barbecuean okay so the the thing I love is how these guys become fans of one another mm-hmm. like oh wow I tried that brisket yeah. that was really good they'll have like little team jerseys on or yeah. barbecue team jerseys I think it's a, it's a very fun event Bartley always runs a fun event yes he does he, he was like we said one of the first. You know, week after week, guests at the beer show. And by far, by far, the best thing about Bartley is he would bring 50 beers to the yeah. green room yes, he before would. the show would start. So yes, if we he had would. five guests on, all of a sudden we'd say, okay, five guests, 10 beers each. Okay, we're going to make it. You couldn't even drink, so it would be four people splitting 10 yeah. beers or 50 beers. It was a pretty good deal. And so he, and also he was the one and only guest on the beer show that I had to hit the dump button yep, for that's uh, yep. years ago. Yep. So, and that still remains Claim to way. fame. We should get him a shirt. That In fact, that. I don't think that'll be top because now that we're a podcast, yeah, we don't no, really have a dump really button. Matter. We yeah, just exactly. stop recording and I edit that part out. There you go. Nicely anyway. done. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to touch on is completely escaping me. Oh, now I remember what I wanted to talk to you about. So... On this show, Mike and I dive, dive into all sorts of topics, and a lot of it, you know, beer related because that's our bread and butter. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about back to school. Ah, beautiful. Back so to school. yesterday was our first day back. Was it the? No, your kids are St. Paul's. So, a week, yeah. So well, they've already had a week under their belt. Yeah, well, St. Paul uh, Catholic schools. That's Paul, true. So okay, they, they were a week. Everyone else started day. So it, the thought occurred to me this morning. So yesterday, here's what I love about the first day of school mm-hmm. and the second day. See of you school. later, kids. The first day of school, it's, you know, my wife is the absolute guiltiest person of this. Okay. She starts to get emotional about a week plus before the first day of school. But your kids have been to school before. Mm -hmm. So this isn't like totally brand new to you. It's not like the first time these kids have gone. 
No. No. So she still gets a little emotional. So she will start to get emotional thinking about the first day of school a little bit before, a little bit more than a week ahead of time. Okay. And then it's when that Friday rolls around. Oh, they start school next week. Yeah. And then it's okay. She's okay. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day on Sunday, she thinks tomorrow's the last day of summer with me and my boys. Mm. Okay. And then. The morning of, and she's such a great mom. She gets up, she makes bacon, she makes pancakes, sure. the whole spread, right? Yep. And then we walk, we walk to school because our school right is a block, block from yeah. our house, yeah. and everything's great. We take the pictures, we do everything, and then I get to walk back home with her, and that's when I get to deal with the aftermath. She's just bawling or the what? whole way, really, the entire walk home. She starts crying. Isn't that funny? And it, I will say this. Uh, The very first day we walked my now nine, soon to be 10-year-old son to school, Mm -hmm. she was very emotional. Okay. When we dropped off the baby boy last year for his first year of kindergarten, I almost couldn't walk next to her. Sure. So this year was a little bit better than last year, but that's not saying much. That's like saying Sleepy's a bit taller than Dopey. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, so... And, and, and she wasn't alone, by the way, because there was okay. a lot of emotion, a lot of tears, a lot sure. of, oh, I love you, I'll see you tomorrow. That's sweet. And then today it's, see ya. See ya. Uh, I think you forgot I, pants. Put some pants on before you go. I might not even slow down the car yeah. so you can get out. But it isn't it, that fun? It's just, it's just hilarious watching the contrasting differences between the first day of school and the second day of school. I had my freshman come home and tell us, and I said, well, you know, how is it? Let's go. She's playing her first team sport. That's right. Ninth volleyball, grade, right. Volleyball, right? Yep. It's all new to her. You know, some of those kids have been playing for 10 years and it's all new to her, but she's doing great. And I said, how is it? And she goes, you know, actually, it's some of the best times of my life right now. I've ne- I never thought I would love it as much as I do. Wow. I looked, and this is the girl, like you could, you know, hand her seven gold coins and she'd say, oh, I really think I wanted silver. I don't want, you know, I mean, she <laughs> she's not one to like really get excited about things. Okay. And she just laid out this really calm like, these are some of the best days of my life. I mean, I really have enjoyed every part. And I thought, holy buckets, wow. that is fantastic. It was really, really sweet to have her say, because she could have just said, I'm not going. Like, I, I don't like this. You know, they're making fun. You know, it could have been a myriad of anything. Right. And then I have, you know, my other other kids have been going to the same school, so it's way easier for them. You know, this was a new high school for her. Right? Sure. So, I mean, technically, she went to the middle school in the same parking lot as the high school, so it wasn't that big a deal. But it is. it was really nice because I don't know what people are doing. There's going to be some people that are listening to this today that are thinking, oh, I need to pull my kid to a different school because that happens a lot. You know, I- I've thought about that mm-hmm. because my kids go to a public school, yep. and I, and it's a great. We absolutely love our elementary school. It's fantastic. All of their teachers have been great. In fact, this is the second year in a row where my my youngest had his teacher move up with them. Same thing for my oldest last oh, that's year. Nice. So they advanced yeah. the grade with mm-hmm. with their teacher they had last year, sure. and they're both awesome teachers. And so, but I started to think about well, you know, there's things that I've started to notice about certain facets of public education that sure. I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's not cheap to send your kids to private school. No, so I've thought about it, that part as well. Yeah, it's definitely a, a different thing, right? It's it's a it's a different calculation. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, private schools, they really attempt to stay open, right? All last year, everyone else was sitting on the sidelines. My kids went to school like regular. Good point. And, you know, they wore masks and they were safe. And what was really unbelievable, and I give all the power to the school and the teachers, I mean, we didn't have, like, we had, like, one week where kids had to be quarantined because someone in the class tested positive. Got sick, yeah. And that was it, right? And, that, and they didn't even get sick. The kid just tested positive but wasn't sick. Okay. And, you know, we made it through that entire school year. I think of all those kids 
that are we're going to you know and i went to public schools i don't care you know it doesn't yeah. really mean anything to me I, I my kids are gonna be fine either way none of them are geniuses and none of them are dopes so they're just all gonna be fine but i you know if i had to work every day which i do and my kids had to be home and they were little I don't know what people would do. Well, there I have was, no idea what they would do. There was a stretch, um, you know, when, when our show went on hiatus, there was a stretch where I had to walk into the boss's office and say, hey, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Yeah. My wife's a freaking nurse. Yeah, she's she not going to, to get time off. She period. has to go in every day. Yeah. And, you know, I still had to come in to do Garage Logic every day yeah. because Joe was doing the show from his house. Kenny was doing the show from his house. Johnny was doing the but show. you have the $20,000 worth of equipment here. But, you don't right. have this at your house. Yeah. I was the one that had to come in and do this, which I was completely sure. fine with doing. I didn't. It's not that I felt unsafe by any means, but and, and I had two you, little kids that weren't in school. They yeah. had to be home. Yeah. So it gave I, you some normalcy here, though, at least. Yeah. Well, here. the only thing that really, really did save us was we qualified because, and I hate using this word, but we were deemed essential. Mm-hmm. And so my boys qualified to go to a program at school. Sure. Sure. Where they could do their quote unquote distance learning from the cafeteria yeah. at their school. Isn't which that weird? It was. It was yeah. really, really bizarre. They can do that, but they couldn't go to regular school, but they could go to the cafeteria in the regular school with the regular, t- you know. Even better. So, speaking of walking to school today, um, my oldest, who's extremely observant, mm-hmm. very, very observant kid, and we do this program called Club Care. Okay. Uh, at, at at our school where sure. they it's it's really neat because they get to see some of their buddies yeah. that they go to school with and they get to go on cool fun field trips sure. and they get it's to like, play it's like before and after daycare basically it's right? basically it's all day recess sure and they have a couple of hours where they'll they'll do like uh, read if kids want to go read in the library yeah. and stuff like that which my nerd son likes to do sure but they <laughs> did that in the best possible they, way <laughs> they didn't have to wear their masks. At school for that. Okay. If they went all on a summer fi- long, is what you're saying. All summer long. Okay. They did if they went on a field trip because sure. they had to get on the bus, whatever. And so William said, Hey, Dad. I go, Yeah, buddy. He said, How come I could, I didn't have to wear a mask all summer, but now I have to wear one again? Mm-hmm. I said, Bud, that is a great, great question. question. <laughs> said, I don't have the answer yeah. to that one. And but no that's one a does. great question. In reality, nobody does. No, right? nobody yeah. does. And it, oh. it will be a, um, Interesting couple of months heading forward here as the school year progresses. What are you thinking about uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11? I have mixed emotion. It's weird, isn't because it? Because of what's currently like going on across ago. the pond. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of mixed emotion about sure. that. I, I remember exactly where I was um, when when we were getting word. I was interning at a, a different radio station. Mm-hmm. And um, at first it was because I was doing morning radio. So, I mean, we were two hours into our shift and we always would have local news on or whatever sure. on the TV in the studio. And I remember, I'll never forget this, um, the former great Cool 108 morning show guy, John Lindell, yep. used to do traffic in this market forever. Mm-hmm. One of the single nicest guys I've ever worked with in this business. Wow. I remember he came in, or I was I was walking from the bathroom to go back in the studio. And he said, Reavers, get in here. You're not going to believe this. A plane flew into the... the and he, th- we were all thinking it was like a Cessna. Or well, this something. this yeah. must have been some idiot that yeah. you lost control of his plane. Yeah, how do and, they do that? How do they screw that up? And so then, and not realizing that because no one really assumed the worst no. at the initial beginning. No, not even remotely close. But then no. it just became more clear that wait a oh. minute, wait a minute. And no. then when the second plane flew in, yeah. obviously we knew what was what was going just on. Just crazy. And at the just. time. I was doing that show from the Dane Rauscher building, okay. downtown, downtown Minneapolis. Yep. And we were on, I believe, the 42nd floor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're just kind of looking outside thinking, huh, 
Well, you're all at you that no point. Idea, then right? you're just expecting the worst. And I remember yeah. they had said they they were sending everybody home. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, they, you just didn't know. You had to empty out downtown. But people but, were like on business trips, and they literally bought cars in the town they were in and drove home. The greatest right? story ever. It's uh, I think Yusushri tells us all the time. It was George Will, I believe. Yeah. Was that, in right? town. Yeah. Couldn't get a flight out of here, yeah. bought a Jaguar at the downtown yeah. Jaguar and dealership and just drove back to New York. Yeah. Right? Yeah. New York was his hometown? Yeah, I think, I, I think so. Okay. I had a buddy, and one of my best buddies, his wife, uh, works in like third uh, third world healthcare systems. So she was someplace in Northern Africa. Oh, my God. And she was flying home that day. So I call him at like 6 o'clock at night and say, hey, man, uh, you know, is, is your wife home? Did, is, she, is she flying? He's like... Uh, sushi's on the plane. And I was like, well, are you worried about her? Well, she's been on a plane before, Mike. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, with, with all things that's going on, he's, he had like, no idea. he's like, what are you talking about? It was 6 p.m. He is an accountant. And when he focuses on something, he focuses on something. I mean, all the way focuses. He said he got to work at 7 a.m. and did not look up, did not read one thing, did not turn Here on in the, the radio. Twin cities. Here in the Twin Cities. Till I called him at 6 p.m. He had no Was idea. Was he still at work? Yeah, he is, yeah, he works. The guy works like an unbelievable amount with unbelievable focus. But he was like indignant. Like, why are you asking about my wife? Like, dude, wh- what's the concept? Why, why are you asking if she's safe? And I'm like, how did you make it through the entire day? Does he shut with, his cell phone off? He's, he's just not. He's working. Like he, when he works... He works. Wow. And he's and, and I said, man, that, that can't be possible. How can you have not noticed this or caught this and he's like what is going and then of course you know one hour later he's like wait she's stuck someplace and and it's like whoa what crazy and she was trying to call him all this time no cell service for where she was at right and it didn't work and i was like wow what horrible horrible system i don't remember if i shared this with you on our show or off our show but going back to the state fair here in the closing minutes of the weekly scramble um, it was Military Appreciation Day. Did mm-hmm. I tell you this? Yep. On Tuesday. And I was there that day with my boys. So just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, last week. And I was there and we were walking around doing rides and doing all this and eating food and whatever. And I finally said, well, boys, I, I better get back to the studio so I can post <laughs> GL uh, before people start getting mad at sure. me. And I saw a service uh, member sitting in front of Cafe Caribe mm-hmm. on a bench with, I believe, their spouse. I'm going to just assume that it was the wife or the girlfriend. And he was a guy probably in his late 20s, early 30s. And I walked up and I said, thank you so much for your service. And he he kept shaking my hand and he looked right at me and he said, thank you. You're the first person to say that to me today. I've been on the grounds for six hours. Wow. And I went, oh, wow. And he was dressed fully in his Full army fatigues and everything. Because it it was so it was free admission. And I think they got discounts on certain things or whatever, but they might have even gotten free stuff of just wearing their, their, uh, fatigues sure sure um but i thought wow wow that breaks my heart that that but uh, but again at least someone said something to him you know but i thought wow that's just crazy so we were at my my wife and i were at a little event in saint paul and there was a saint paul cop who had really like weird haircut and he looked like he was this he was this big huge dude and and i was turning to my wife and i was kind of being a little sassy like saying how would you like to get pulled over by that guy because the guy (laughs) looked insane right so then also the moment i said he looked insane i had this like wave of guilt just i could feel it kind of roll over me like so i turned to him and i said hey hey do you know what what do you want to drink and he's like no i, I got it i said well what do you want to eat so he didn't want to take anything he and i sat around for about an hour and a half oh, chatting boy. 
What a sweetheart of a guy. I mean, just the cool, but he looks like a badass. I mean, he just <laughs> looks like, but he, and all of a sudden I'm like, I can't buy you enough. Like, let's eat. And and he, he was in an event where he was acting as security where no security whatsoever was needed. Right. right? It was just right. like a family fun event. And I thought, uh, but I, I remember that kind of making a little joke about him and then just feeling the pure and utter, utter guilt wash over me of how could I even make a joke about a guy who's doing this for St. Paul every day and so i tried to get real generous my wife turned to me and she said you should change your mind on him didn't you i'm like i think we're best friends now <laughs> well you've made fun of me off and on for the last decade so where's my free yeah that's true yeah but you don't you don't do much for society <laughs> that's true that's a good point all right uh we gotta run michael thank you reavers you are the best uh please do us a favor and rate and review the show on itunes it does help other people find the weekly scramble as we're kicking the this show back up and running uh as we used to be called the beer show now called the weekly scramble for mike fredaloni my name is chris reavers thank you so much for tuning in this week until next time cheers